Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Justin Breen, who is the founder of Burepic and the author of the book, Epic Business. Justin's got a great story because he was a journalist for 20 years, needed a pivot, and is now a very well-known PR expert and coach who sought out all around the world, so don't go away. Now, this week's tech news, first up is Salesforce is in talks to acquire Slack for $27.7 billion. The deal is supposed to happen in the next two quarters. It's big news because Slack is this beloved productivity tool, chat tool that lots of engineers and other folks use, especially IBM's 350,000 employees. And I had Alan Linewan, CTO of Slack, on a few months back on the show. What was interesting about it is even with all of the remote work happening around Slack, it did not increase their share price that much from when they IPO'd last year. But now with this acquisition by Salesforce, it has actually moved their stock price up considerably. Google has been in the works of being more than a search and data company. They are actually getting into the banking business. They announced a while back that they're going to get into checking accounts. And it was announced recently that uh, there will be eight banks in the United States that will be partnering with Google, including BBVA and BMO, Bank of Montreal, and Citigroup. And the reason why they're all doing that from the banking side is banks want to be seen as innovative, having come from both banking and technology. They want to be seen as actually on the cutting edge. And so it's kind of a win-win scenario between Google wanting to get the data and analytics from being tied to financial services and banks being associated with Google. Uber is in talks reportedly to sell its flying taxi business to a secretive startup named Joby Aviation. Uh, Uber was trying to do for electric flying cars what they were doing for actual cars, which is a ride service. So imagine taking a helicopter from Manhattan to the Hamptons. Uh, Apparently, Uber did not want to be in that business anymore, and so they have decided to sell it. And in my final tech news, which will lead into my cyber tip, it is really easy to hack a Tesla, and you can do it for under 300 bucks. And that's the tech news of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my special guest today is Justin Breen, the founder and CEO of Berepic, a visionary PR firm. Welcome back, Justin. Super pumped, man. Can't wait to talk. So how is Chicago treating you right now? Chicago's great, man. And uh, based in Chicago, clients around the world. And uh, Chicago's just a place. It's just a place. And uh, once you solve the problem, it doesn't matter where, where folks are located. It just solves the problem. So talk to more folks in Canada and Australia than I do in Chicago. It's been interesting how that's evolved. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get into that. It is a global environment that we're working in. 
But yeah. I, I want to start off. I mean, you are a guy with tens of thousands of connections. You're a natural super connector, and you're always living the abundance mindset. Yeah. Why don't we start off? I know we'll, in a little later in the show, we'll, we'll get into how you actually fell into the PR firm. But I wanted to get into your background first. How did you get your start? Yeah, so uh, in terms of journalism, uh, I'm 43, so I've been a journalist probably since I was seven months old, six months old. Uh, there's a photo of me as a baby sitting in my mom's lap reading the Chicago Sun-Times newspaper. And uh, I was I was born with a born with a story, so this is kind of long, but it's really interesting because I, I think about this stuff a lot, and it kind of sums up my brain. So I, I was born with a story, right? So my dad was 61 when I was born. My mom was 27, so 34 years difference. How, how does that happen? And so my dad, uh, who was an attorney in the Nuremberg trials, and he was a, war, a soldier in World War II and uh, fought in the Hurtgen Forest, and he kept a diary of those experiences. Uh, diary still exists, and uh, it's, I mean, it's one of the most beautifully written things I've ever seen, and uh, I happen to write exactly like him, so he'd be 104 if he was alive now. Um, he died when I was 13, so that diary is my most cherished possession besides my, you know, in my family, but that diary, and uh, anyway, so I write exactly like he does, um, uh, and I found the diary after he died, but so my dad was 61 when I was born, my mom was 27. And so he was driving on the Indus Expressway, which is the north-south expressway north of Chicago. And uh, this was before they had cement medians between highways, and so a drunk driver uh, came through the median, the grassy knoll median, and then hit him head-on, should have killed him. Uh, he survived that. Uh, I don't know how. He should have died. And uh, but So my mom was his nurse. My mom literally nursed him back to health. And so she wanted to set him up with her mom, but he said, no, 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 I want to have a, want to have a family. And so dated her instead, married her, and so here I am. So I give you that long background because it's just, it's just who I am. I mean, it's just flowing out of me. It's just in my blood, literally, but it's just, it's, I'm just constantly, I'm in story mode, constantly, always thinking about stories. So that's who I am as a journalist and then running a PR firm as well. That's a fascinating story. Um both my parents passed in the last year and a half. They were elderly, but as I find more information out um, after my mom's passing, uh, I'm finding a lot about my family history and yep. uh, actually uh, five generations of having studied in the United States since the 1880s, which I never knew the, the first, uh, the first Asians to graduate from the university of Michigan ever. But um, I'll have to come to you for advice on how to write that up because my older sister and I have been thinking about how do you codify a lot of that cross-border history between wow. the U.S. and China. Yeah, and this is back when there were okay. still exclusion laws, et cetera. So, so yeah, that's a really fascinating story. Thanks for sharing it. I don't know how many times you get a chance to do that. Um, so, one, thank you for saying that. Um, you know, I do I do a lot of media interviews now uh, because of my book, um, and then people are weirdly fascinated by my strange brain. I, I definitely have a weird brain, but you know, it is what it is. Um, people want weird, but so I, I think about I just because people ask like, how'd you get started, right? And so when you do enough interviews, you actually really think about it. And so I've thought about it, and that's what that's the answer. It's it's just in my it's in my blood, and I'm really glad you shared that story about your family because. 
nobody nobody cares about what you do for the most part they care about who you are but if they care about who you are they will care about what you do so my skill set is i can listen to blah 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 for an hour and most of that's blah 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 but then i can understand what's not the blah 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 and turn it into 500 words that media understands and that the general public cares about so that's my skill skill set i can just simplify everything but it's based on the fact that there's just a story it's just i'm just a story i'm a human story with stories flowing through me so i understand what a story is because i am a story great i mean we're definitely meant to be relational beings and yeah. uh, i agree that uh it, it's a tougher skill to be a, a better listener it's already a tough enough skill to be a, a good public speaker but to be a listener that can get the salient facts that that is truly a gift and what I want to do, because uh, there's so much more I want to get into, I want to take a break. You're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest today, Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Berepic. Um, he's going to talk about all the types of companies he gets involved with. And he's re- uh, Justin is really well known, not just to be a great storyteller, but also a great connector. And that's what leads to the impact he has on not just the companies he represents, but on other people as well. Any questions or comments about how to get a hold of Justin and Berepic, you can always email us at info at svin.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and I'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Berepic. In the earlier segment, we got to learn a little bit about Justin and his background, how he's been a journalist since he's seven months old, and there's a great story behind that. So be sure to download the podcast, listen to it again if you missed it on the radio show. And Justin, um, I wanted to ask you a question because this is the really one of the fascinating things about you is how do you start a global business when you have zero business background? I mean, you just said that you were a journalist. How did you end up creating and running this successful global business? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to happy to answer that because uh, I don't I don't really even talk about what I do um, unless someone asks. Uh, and I'd rather just talk about this because I think it's more interesting. Um, and I like how you said relational in the in the previous segment segment because um because as all this technology changes and we evolve and all that stuff the things that don't change two the two statics that will never change are the power that never changes one relationships relation power of relationships never change and then two uh the value of stories they never never change so relationships and stories no matter what evolves we're a world of relationships we're a world of stories that that will never change the power of those never changes and so I started this company uh, about three and a half years ago with zero, zero business background. Didn't know what an entrepreneur was, didn't know what a W-9 was, didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. I still don't know what S-Corp means. All that, all that stuff is landing the plane. So that's just landing the plane. And so how did I do that? Um, and so uh, it's mindset, mindset one, mindset one, network 1A. Mindset one, network one A. So if you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network. The right network creates the right opportunities and all this other stuff just follows suit. And so, like I have a PR firm, but really what my company is is a giant incubator of geniuses around the world and we're constantly introducing each other. And all those geniuses have three attributes in their mindset. And these are the only people I partner with because I'm a simplifier. I see patterns. So 
those attributes are uh, visionary abundance investment. Visionary abundance investment. And so people with those three attributes, they're either running high six-figure to ten-figure businesses, they see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at. Or they'll be one of those people, they're not there yet, but they will because they have those three attributes. And so it eliminates all the noise and nonsense. And, uh, and so that's what my company is. It's tens of thousands of people with visionary abundance investment mindset. And once you find two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes a hundred, hundred becomes a thousand, a thousand becomes ten thousand. It just keeps, it exponentially grows. Byproduct of that, again, the byproduct, not a direct sale, but the byproduct of all that is companies around the world are constantly reaching out to me to hire, to hire my firm. Byproduct of all that. Because I have the right mindset, which attracts the right network, which creates the right opportunities. Very simple. Well, thanks again. Thanks again for the uh, explanation. And I want to shift a little bit into three years ago, you started this company with no business background, as we just talked about. Mm -hmm. At what point, was it right out of the gate, or at what point did you think you really hit your stride? Boy, that's a great question, um, and that's one of the chapters in my book, um, actually, exactly when I realized when I hit my stride, um, and I was told when I would hit my stride by one of my mentors, but then I saw it happen, uh, and saw how it executed, so, uh, you know, a company, knock on wood, has always been very profitable, pretty much right from the start, um, but at the two-year mark, one of my mentors, when I first started, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, which, of course, I didn't know what I was doing. But she's like, don't, don't worry about it. When you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure things out. So at the two-year mark, um, everything started to flow, hit my stride, every, everything. Um, it raised my rates to weed out nonsense. My, the process for what my company does is, was really, really, really streamlined. It was always pretty streamlined, but it was really streamlined at that point. Uh, my network had started to expand to a, a more global, more visionary investment abundance mindset level. And things just, they just flowed. It, things, it wasn't hard, it was never hard, hard, but it wasn't, it was much easier at that two-year mark. So, you know, I mentor a lot of folks now, probably two or three calls a week now where I'm to talk to people who are like, you know, breathing heavily, brown paper bag analogy, <laughs> breathing into the bag. They're like, oh, I just started this business. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, well, just hang in there. It takes two full years. It's not a year. It's not 18 months. It's not six months. It's full full two years. It's really, you know, figuring it out. That's a great um, guidance. A lot of folks, especially now with COVID-19, there's a lot of people who either they had been entrepreneurs or this is the first time they're being an entrepreneur because of a job change or they got sick of the situation they're in or right. what have you. And I think with giving them just open eyes that they can be successful, but it is going to take whatever amount of time. I think that that's really great uh, advice. And, and one thing I wanted to really quickly mention, because you mentioned your book, uh, Justin wrote a book. It's called Epic Business, 30 Secrets to Build Your Business Exponentially and Give You the Freedom to live the life you want. It's definitely available on Amazon. You can go look for it there. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Justin's book in just a minute, but it's never a bad time to live out your dream, but you have to have a plan. Right. And so uh, just like anything, starting out on your own, it takes work. It takes <laughs> commitment. Right. And, and, and one thing, I mean, you and I both speak to many companies every week. Um, yeah. 
there's a lot of goodwill out there in the market. I mean, uh, my partners and I will we'll talk to pretty much any startup to have an initial consultation just to see what they're up to and how we can yeah. help out. There, there are certain things that there's some there's some people that want to charge for everything. And there's other people who are just like, let, we just want to hear your idea and let you know what we think. And yeah. uh, we we try to help reframe people and their mindset and how to refine their ideas. And, and we're, we happen to always be very um, polite, but very honest about what we think because we want people to actually focus their energy and their time because it's so limited yep. on, on something that's really going to gonna be valuable and, and meaningful because you can spend a lot of time. There was a company we spoke to last week, <clears throat> great team. They actually have technology talent, so they don't need that, but their use case might be very myopic. And uh, when, you, when you're testing your idea out in a very closed environment, it might sound like a great idea. You might have the money and the resources but you might not know if that's really going to scale or if that's really going to achieve the level that you want. And right. I think you, you must have this situation very often as well. Many, 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 many times. Um, so let me answer it in this way. Uh, I certainly don't charge for a preliminary meeting. Um, that said, because of my focus on working with a certain type of person, the most of the people I'm introduced to now, they're not going to ask what do you cost or charge. They're going to ask what does an investment do look like. Um, so if someone does ask what do you cost or charge, they they go they go away from my network in life pretty quickly because they're only looking at things in a transactional way as opposed to a real relationship partnership way. That's a, that's a big disqualifying question because uh, that, the, that type of transactional thinking, cost scarcity, what do you charge person, that's a, that's a toxic person for me because they hang, then one, they're toxic, but two, they, they'll usually only hang out with other toxic people. So the folks that are in my network ask, what does an investment with you look like? Big difference between, big difference between cost and investment. And so the other part of your question, which is really good, is like, you know, you hear a lot of stuff and how you, how you can filter out the, the good from the, from the bad. And so um, I can talk to someone for an hour and most of it is just, it's just, you, it doesn't matter. Um, but, but when I hear something that is relevant, relevant to news that at a very high level, because I wrote, I wrote two to three stories on deadline every day for, you know, 20 years. So when I hear something that's like, oh my God, this is a big deal. My brain just goes, and I'd like, I, I have, I'm a high D on disc. So I'll just, I'll just interrupt. I'll be like, oh my God, that's a huge, that's a huge story. That's a huge, that's a huge thing. And so I can, uh, like, cause my brain is so in tune with, uh, what actually, what actually matters, what actually matters to the story, and then what actually people will care about and what the journalists will care about. It's just, it's just programmed. Uh, it's like a CRM, of, uh, a CRM of understanding what's newsworthy in my head. And so um, that, that's how I'll dovetail with what you said, where you, you know a good idea from a bad idea, I know a good story from a bad story. That's great. Thanks a lot, Justin. Uh, when we get back, I want to actually start talking about some of the companies you're working with and some of the great, more great stories because you're a storyteller and what you've been up to. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest today is Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Berepic. And he is a visionary in many areas, but especially in telling other people's stories and the companies he represents. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. 
Uh, find Justin Reen's book, Epic Business, 30 Secrets to Build Your Business Exponentially and Give You the Freedom to Live the Life You Want on Amazon.com. And we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. Once again, my guest today is Justin Breen, who is the founder of Verepic and the author of Epic Business. We're talking about his PR company, as well as his book and how he got started with nothing following being a journalist for 20 years, so don't go away. On this week's Cyber Tip, I'm going to follow up with the story I talked about during Tech News, which is for under $300, it is very easy to hack a Tesla Model X. Now, for all of you electric vehicle folks, if you think about your Tesla as being more like a computer or PC than being a car, it should not be a surprise to you that the car is easily hacked as a computer. So a researcher in Belgium, which is good news for Tesla, that there are people that are white hat hackers and trying to figure this stuff out before the criminals. They discovered that for under $300, you can use a Raspberry Pi mini computer and a body control model, which you can find on eBay. And all you need is the five digits off of a VIN number, which you can find on any Tesla's windshield. And you can quickly create a fake Model X key. Now, on top of that, if you can steal the Bluetooth connection from the key fob, then you have all you need to steal a car in about under nine minutes. Now, before that freaks you out as car owners, and I guess I would be freaked out too, keep in mind, though, that one of the innovations that Tesla has with the whole theme of it really being a computer company, the battery company, is that it's can do firmware updates or software updates over the air. And so it can actually send your car all the necessary code needed to get rid of the exploit. And that's what Tesla's in the process of doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be telling you the story. But as always, as technology advances, and if you're an early adopter, be aware that not everything's always worked out. There are very creative hackers out there. And to always be vigilant, and that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Berepic. Earlier in the show, we talked about Justin's background, how he's been a journalist, in essence, since seven months old, and how he turned that journalism career into being one of the leading advisors for startups, especially in the PR realm. Uh, We also talked about Justin's book, Epic Business, 30 Secrets to Build Your Business Exponentially and Give You the Freedom to Live the Life You Want, which you can find at your favorite book retailer. Welcome back, Justin. Hey. So it's been a great conversation today. I really wanted to now dig into some of the companies you're working with and what you what you see in them and how you've helped them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, the thing I hear, again, I, I see patterns. So the thing I hear usually but not always, again, usually but not always, is we're tired of being the best secret out there, meaning they have this great technology or they've pivoted since COVID or they've written a great book or uh, whatever, and then they want to be in news at a high level to create validity and credibility for their brand, both short-term but especially long-term. It's a long play, being in media. And uh, since starting my company, uh, I've talked to thousands of the top entrepreneurs of the world, and so it's actually, again, I'm a simplifier. So 
it's a very simple formula to creating a successful global company. So here, here's the simple billion dollar, multi-billion dollar formula here. So here it is. So you see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solve, successful global company. So you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So that's all I did in the PR space. I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So saw a problem, created solution, problem solve, successful global company. So clients around the world from, you know, Missing Link, which is Africa's top uh, speaking company, which uh, since COVID can't speak in person, so they created a total virtual program. Uh, to Zones, which is uh, based in Orange, California, and they created this, the Clean Zones panels, which HVAC isn't going to solve people going back to work, so they created individual workstation, school desk, uh, HVAC panels, essentially, that clean air right at the source. Brilliant. To uh, And they're in California to uh, a Maryland-based entrepreneur who's, whose dad uh, threw a crumpled $100 bill at him uh, when he was 11 and said, hey, this is when you're, you and your mom are living on the streets. This is this will be your money. It's, uh, so he turned that into Rocket Fuel, called his book, his new book, Rocket Fuel. He used it as motivation. He's a top entrepreneurial speaker to, in an Illinois-based company called Double Take Promotional Marketing, which is discover what are the top promotional gifts to give during COVID to, you know, whether to your own employees or to your clients or just to friends and, and that kind of stuff. So because my company solves the problem, uh, I just gave you four different verticals in four completely different locations in all different sizes of companies. Just said, it doesn't matter. My company solves the problem. So it works for any business size, any location, any vertical. Doesn't doesn't matter. The only vertical I won't work in is politics is because it's the, uh, it's the exact opposite of visionary abundance investment mindset. So for the most part, politicians are not visionary, they're not investment, and they're not abundance. So I just don't work in that vertical. Other than that, it doesn't matter. Not it. Yeah, it should have been interesting. I mean, that means the uh, whole election cycle was relevant to you from a business perspective. Completely, completely irrelevant. And the winners are completely irrelevant to me because, and to other, and for most entrepreneurs, because there are no excuses. If you're a top level entrepreneur, no excuses. Doesn't matter what happens. You just figure out and create action and results. So that's all meaningless. So have your companies that you've been working with, how they navigated what's been going on with COVID-19 and the pandemic? Yeah, that's a good question because there's so many answers to that. Um, I'll answer from a firsthand perspective first. So when COVID started or when it first started, I'm like, oh, maybe this will destroy my company. Uh, maybe it'll whatever, entrepreneur life, right? Uh, so it's the opposite of that because what I learned is that visionary abundance investment mindset people and businesses, there's no cost scarcity. They're just, they're just reinvesting, they're pivoting, they're coming up with new technology, very similar to the, you know, the, the speaking group Missing Link in South Africa and Zones in, in Orange County. They're just coming up with technology that's, that's solving the problem. They saw a problem, created a solution to the problem, solved the problem, successful global company. So I think from a, a more current time frame, so COVID, March, now we're late in the year. So the first the first wave of the outliers of outliers, the ones who like are, have no fear, have no fear, they've invested heavily, they've come up with technology. So 
Um, I'm a futurist. Like, things I said two, three years ago are happening now. I listened to myself on podcasts from two to three years ago. I'm like, oh, those things I was saying are happening now. So I say that because... Um, so we've had the first wave of investment. Now there's going to be the second wave where they've, they've been a little more cautious, a little more cautious. They're, they're still ready. They've been waiting to invest. They have money to invest, but they've been a little more cautious to see how things have played out. And there's going to be a big second round of investment. And I'm very excited about that because uh, I, see it in the, I see it in the conversations I've been having with some of these folks that are, they've got some big ideas. They've just been waiting for the right time to do it. And, you know, whether that's January 1, 2021 or February 1, there's going to be this huge second wave uh, of investment, and that's uh, that's really exciting to me. Um, but again, it's the same it's the same thing. They're just trying to solve problems. They're just seeing a problem, creating a solution to it, and so they employ my firm to to get the word out there to create that validity to let people know they've solved the problem. That's exciting, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about what's coming out next year. Uh, in your book, you had talked about how specifically visionary entrepreneurs are some of the kindest yep. people out there. What traits do you see that they share? Boy, that's a good question. People think uh, entrepreneur. A lot of pe- a lot of people with the wrong mindset who have, have no idea what this world, re- you know, what entrepreneur world really is. They think entrepreneurs evil. They think capitalism is a bad word. And uh, entrepreneurs are actually I've. I've I've met a few bad eggs, but um, the overwhelming majority, overwhelming majority are the kindest, most giving, whether it's to charity or mentoring. Basically, that's what my book's about. It's just 30 things I learned from some of the top entrepreneurs in the world in my company's first 30 months. And uh, it's competition. No, no, no. There's no competition. That's not a a word. It's It's all collaboration. It's all collaboration. There's no, there's no failure. It's you're just winning or learning. You're winning or learning. So there's no, there's no, there's no failure. And um, they're just, they're just the, they're just the nicest people. And um, you know, I think the other, the other thing is that they want to help. They actively want to help. Um, some of the folks I know, they're like, I wish more people would ask me for help because I want to help. Um, we don't know how to help necessarily because not enough people ask. They want, they want to help. And um, you know, the other thing too, I've learned that. It's great to make. It's great to make money. It's, don't, don't get me wrong. It's great to make, make money, but after a while, it's just money. And so, what I see with a lot of the top entrepreneurs, they've made money. And now they're like, "What is the purpose behind that? What do I, what do I, what am I going to do with my life? I've made enough money. My family's safe and sound. We have security. So now, what do we do? How do we help people? How do we get the? How do we start a foundation? And so that's what that's what I see is that they've. They've accomplished great things. They're always trying to accomplish more great things, but they're really trying to help people because they've accomplished great things. Great. <clears throat> now, one thing I wanted to end this segment with, because you're an expert networker, what are a few of your networking tips? Yeah, and if, if you want to put the link in the uh, the show notes, I just wrote an article uh, for Inc. Magazine through uh, my association with Entrepreneurs Organization about how to build a global network in uh, seven, you know, seven tips to build a global network. So, I, again, I talk to more people in Australia than I do in, I'm in Chicago, but I talk to more people in Australia than I do in Chicago, or, you know, my company's in the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, what, you know, I'm not Canadian at all, but I just like to network on a global level. But, um, you know, some of those tips from that article, 
joined high-level groups like EO, and I'm in Strategic Coach and Abundance 360. And, um, you know, something that a lot of entrepreneurs from reading that article, they've told me, is they really like the recurring meetings idea. And what I mean by that is if you meet someone that's a, a, that matches your mindset really high level, then, uh, you know, once a month, twice a quarter, once every three weeks, once every other week, have recurring meetings with those folks. Um, and that what I've seen, the byproduct of that is uh, those folks have become my best friends. Many of them have become my clients. And uh, all of them have introduced me to other high-level people that think the same way. So it's not a one-and-done. It's not a one-and-done. Um, it's a multiple, recurring, repetitive. And then that basically creates little... It creates little uh, mini kind of like uh, networking pools. You have all these little networking pools that you create, and then the pools just become a giant pond and lake and ocean. So That's great. Well, thanks for the tip, and we'll definitely put the link to your article in our show notes. You're listening to Valley Insider. Special guest today is Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Berepic. Don't go away, because when we get back, Justin puts on his futurist hat, and he's going to tell us what his predictions are. Uh, for the upcoming year and beyond. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svin.biz. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Special guest today is Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Berepic, a visionary PR firm. Today's show has been about Justin's background, uh, what he's been doing with his book, which is called Epic Business, The 30 Secrets to Build Your Business Exponentially and Give You the Freedom to Live the Life You Want. And it is found at most major book retailers and is definitely available on Amazon. That's where I found it. Welcome back, Justin. It's been a great discussion. So, Justin, I really loved our discussion today and how you've been impacting your companies and the abundance mindset that you all operate under. You had talked about in the last segment some of the things you're looking forward to in 2021 and beyond. What specifically are things that you anticipate we'll see? Yeah, it's um, people with the right mindset. Um, so when when COVID first happened, I posted uh, something that most people were really excited about. Some Some were like, no, no, no but most were really excited. I'm like, oh, this will be the greatest opportunity that most of us have ever had to leverage and create incredible opportunities for others and new technology. So that was February, I think I posted that, so that's exactly what happened. So again, um, uh, people with uh, my Colby score, which Colby's the top entrepreneurial test, I'd argue, in the world. It's your brain strengths, but so I'm a one implementer. One is the lowest, and so people with my implementer scores were futurists, so we we see things. We, we can't build anything with our hands, but we can see things into the future. And so besides, uh, you know, besides the next wave of investment, you're just going to see, you're going to see less employees. You're going to see, you're going to see more 1099s. You're going to see more companies. You're going to see more companies with my business model. And I've been saying that for well before COVID, but, but, uh, COVID accelerated it. Um, 
you know, my company's business model is high price point, low overhead. You leverage your network on a global level to create endless opportunities for your network and yourself, and you're easily able to pivot. No need for an office. No need for large amounts of employees. Uh, it's all just just throwing money and it's lighting a bag of money on fire. Just light. So you just you just leverage your network to create endless opportunities for your network and yourself. So that's where I think business is heading. Um, especially after talking to so many people, who are like, how did you? How did you build an amazing company doing what you like to do and what you're good at, making as much money as you want to and only working with certain type of people? So I, I thought that's where business was headed before COVID. COVID accelerated it. The other thing is uh, COVID has forced in a good way, in a very good way, all these ivory, ivory tower institutions, ivory tower verticals like higher ed, healthcare, law. I'll consider religion a vertical in this case, they have to think more entrepreneurial. So for centuries, those verticals have been raking and dough the same old-fashioned, boring way because they haven't been challenged. And now so verticals like that are challenged. So they'll either figure it out, they'll adapt, they'll become more entrepreneurial, or they will go away. They will go away. And especially higher ed. Higher ed people aren't going to pay 50 grand a year to sit in front of a computer at Zoom University. They're not going to do that. I mean, maybe some very, very wealthy people will, but they're not going to most people aren't going to do that so figure it out adapt evolve or she'll go away and uh, COVID's accelerated that it's forced more people to become entrepreneurial and I think that's great for everyone I agree I, I think uh, you were definitely early in seeing that shift uh, I'd like to take credit for when I got out five years ago and started our firm it's it's same structure as yours uh, I, I can't say that I knew that this was going to happen so I'm not that right. uh, prescient but but I will say, because I think right now, um, my good friend, Steve Cadigan, who is the LinkedIn's first head of HR, and we worked together many, many years ago at Cisco. Uh, he just, he was on my show a few months back, but he just did a keynote at a conference we were both at for NTT Data. But what he talked about the future of work, you know, when we talk about Uber and Lyft in the gig economy and people think about it from, you know, uh, relatively what they consider uh, lower skill. This is happening in every sector. So if I think about Accenture just announced they're laying off 25,000 people, those 25,000 people are pretty freaked out. But if they think about the skill set that they have, the ability to uh, put a shingle literally in their own house and to have very low overhead and to be yep. able to tap into their network and continue to do the work they love to do, uh, their skills did not go away. Just nope. the the structure went away and they can still do what they've always done, exactly what you're doing and I'm doing. And I think that is the, the, um, the optimistic view of this is not the end. Oh, then no, 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 this is only, and okay. So a couple of things, even though this is almost the end of our interview, it's only the beginning. Uh, it's only the beginning. So, you know, I'm, the company, my company's already surpassed my wildest dreams. And, uh, now I, I just realize it's only the beginning. I mean, it's just barely started, and it's already surpassed my wildest dreams. But now, because I see the the seeds that I planted with, you know, these incredible people around the world, just in 2020 since COVID, it's going to be amazing to see what seeds, what seeds, uh, what fruit that yields from those seeds. But it's uh, it's it's really fascinating. And then the other thing, very quickly, is that uh, in terms of from a media perspective, and people are I've seen it and I know it and some people still haven't seen it yet is that podcasts and formats like this are actually replacing mainstream media in terms of relevance and importance this this is where media is heading um it, it, this is where media is heading and so I'm I'm in ink and all that that's fine it's mostly ego vanity the these are this is where this is where media is heading 
So I see it from a first-hand perspective and then from a client perspective as well. Some people are still fighting it, but they just don't get it yet. They will, though. They will. Hey, Justin, thanks for being on the show today. Definitely we'll have you back in the near future. You've got a lot to talk about. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. Special guest today has been Justin Breen, founder and CEO of Repic. If you want to get a hold of Justin, you can email us at info at svin.biz. He's readily available on LinkedIn, Justin Breen, B-R-E-E-N. Pick up his book, Epic Business, 30 Secrets to Build Your Business Exponentially and Give You the Freedom to Live the Life You Want. Thanks again, Justin. Thank you, Keith. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846. 888-828-SVIN. 